Welcome back to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh, and it is just me today. I'm going to be talking some New York Giants football. I'm going to be previewing the Giants versus the Texans game. It's been a week since our last episode of the podcast, which that's a while for us. Uh, Normally, we end up recording two episodes every week. Uh, A little different just because Alex is not able to join me today, but I'll clutch up and I'll do it alone. Um, If you are wondering, unfortunately, Alex is away and he just could not find anywhere uh, to help with me recording the podcast. So, it's all good. I will clutch up and um, stay stay on the course here of the Giant Take podcast and get this episode out to you. So without further ado, um, because I am alone, uh, you know, we, we do have like segments where we're kind of just talking to each other about various topics. I solo, I don't really have that option. Um, I can ramble, of course, if I really wanted to, but it's not really fun doing these alone. Um, to my solo podcasters out there, I really do applaud you for the work that you do, because for me, for Alex, um, it, it we really find it difficult um, to kind of get the stuff done solo, but I will try my best to keep it upbeat here. You know, it's hard to get your own energy, um, especially for Alex. I mean, I think I can do it pretty well, but you know, it's hard to, to keep your own energy alone. I understand it. Uh, but I'll try to keep everything upbeat um, and, and you know, up-tempo for you guys. And remember, this Giants team coming out of the bye is still 6-2. and two. Yes, there's been some some stuff that happened uh, throughout this week. Just one main thing that I think all Giants fans know what I'm going to reference. Um, there was that one thing that happened this week that, as Giants fans, we're not too pleased about. But, you know, we'll all get to it. Uh, we'll talk about it. And it is what it is. Because at this point, there's no erasing the injury of Xavier McKinney. Yep, I, I addressed the elephant in the room there. But uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I just want everyone to know that this Giants team is still 6-2. and two. Uh, This team that is in a rebuilding year and that everyone knows has been a rebuilding year and is a rebuilding year still for the rest of the season has a chance of making the playoffs. Unfortunately, they are in the hardest division right now in football, the best division in football, with an a no uh, Eagles team and a six and two Cowboys team, which are the same record as the Giants right now. Remember, the Giants are six and two. Um, they are pretty freaking good. You can say all the worst six and two teams out there. They shouldn't be six and two. They are. So whether you want to ride ride that chip or not, that's up to you. But you can say all this crap you want about the Giants, and I know I'm, I'm already going on like three minutes talking about this now. But it's like, yeah, you could say all this crap you want about the Giants. Oh, they suck. They we're six and two team out there. They should be well. They are. So there's no racing that, and that's all of those fans of probably teams that are below six wins, and that's all the excuses they can come up with. So anyway. Without further ado, let's get into the stuff. I wanted to start out by, we don't really go over like who's calling the games for the Giants. I just thought this was pretty cool because former guest on the Giant Take podcast, Ian Eagle, who is absolutely, <clears throat> excuse me, a phenomenal sports broadcaster in the industry. And obviously I want to go into that industry. So I know him pretty well for his works, uh, you know, in the NBA, in the NFL, March Madness, college basketball. But anyway, himself. Uh, Charles Davis as well and Evan Washburn on the sideline are going to have the call on CBS for the Sunday's uh, Sunday's game, Giants versus Texans, which I think is pretty cool because having Ian Eagle and Charles Davis, that duo for a Giants game, which we don't really have a lot every season, um, is pretty freaking cool. So I wanted to start out with that. And obviously, Ian Eagle being a former guest of the Giant Take podcast, cool that he's going to be calling um, the game the Giants are playing in. 
Anyway, going to a former Giant now, just wanted to give an update to Kadarius Tony, who claims that he was not injured. Um, that's not the case. You know, he, he was saying he wasn't injured when still on the team. His injury was ending or kind of did end the moment he got traded. So he was planning on practicing the day he got traded. He ended up getting traded to the to the Chiefs. So um, he did, tr- uh, you know, practice with them. He ended up playing in last week's game on Sunday uh, where the Chiefs, I believe, did defeat the Titans in overtime. Maybe it was 2017, something like that. Um, Tony in that game had two catches for 12 yards, so probably still getting adjusted to the playbook. Um, maybe we'll talk about him as the season progresses, see if he has a really big week here or there. Uh, but anyway, that's old Giants news of old Giants who are now Kansas City Chiefs. Let's get to the current Giants news, and this one is unfortunate for many reasons. This comes from Xavier McKinney's Twitter account. Quote, during our bye week, I went to Cabo. While there, uh, while there I joined a group for a guided sightseeing tour on ATVs. Unfortunately, I had an accident and injured my hand. The injury will keep me sidelined for a few weeks. I will do everything I can to get back as quick as possible so I can contribute to what we're building here in New York. Xavier McKinney did actually, yes, break his hand uh, on that ATV accident. And they, the Giants placed McKinney on the reserve non-football injury list on Monday. Uh, in addition, they also placed defensive lineman Nick Williams on that list, or the injury reserve list, at least. They put him on there with a bicep injury he sustained in the loss to Seattle a couple of weeks ago. So McKinney and Williams must now miss a minimum of four games before becoming eligible to return to practice and obviously the active roster, which we both want them to be on. With that being said, um, it seems like Nick Williams is unfortunately out for the rest of the year. That's what Brian Dable said. It's most likely possible. Um, So we're going to probably be missing Nick Williams for a significant amount of the season, if not the entirety of the season. Uh, When it comes to Xavier McKinney, he's not missed a snap since week three of last season. That's probably the longest streak in the NFL. I believe it is the longest streak in the NFL. He played every snap this season and is... uh, he had a run of 1,432 snaps, which is absolutely insane. That's going to end, obviously, after he misses this game against the Houston Texans. Moving on to more injury news. Positive injury news now, though. Um, I mean, I could talk about Xavier McKinney a little bit before I do that. You know, this is our captain, and I think that for him to travel... I. <laughs> I honestly think as a captain, he should be staying at home and working, uh, training every single day, you know, in his home and where he feels comfortable. I guess I can give him the excuse for traveling away and taking some time off, taking a little vacation, but that's for the off season, right? You have months to do that in the off season. You have months to train in the off season, but you also have months to go to places with warmer climates, sit on the beach and do whatever you want to do. Going to Cabo now in your bye week it just sits the wrong way with me. And yes, obviously, it's easy for me to say that when he freaking breaks his hand riding an ATV. I understand that. I think even if he didn't, I would still be saying that. I mean, it's hard for you know for you to determine as a listener. If you trust me, you don't have to. But I still think I would be like, why did Xavier McKinney go to Cabo? I mean, he didn't do anything over the last week. But it's like, focus on training. You know, you do have a game after this bye week the following week. But anyway, he, he went to Cabo and he rode an ATV, which is just, it doesn't make any sense because, you know, you're risking injuring yourself, whether it's on a sightseeing tour or not. We obviously don't know the specifics of if he didn't follow the guidelines of the tour. He, did, he went off route, he fell, he did a wheelie, who knows what, right? But he ended up breaking his hand because he went on an ATV sightseeing tour in Cabo. So as a captain of this defense and a guy that has the... Um, 
Oh my gosh, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Green light? Is it the green light? Uh, wh- whatever it is, the green dot, something like that. Red dot, something like that. The where, um, where um, the Giants are able to feed him plays um, through like his headset. I believe is what the dot means. If if I'm even pronouncing that right, I can't believe I'm I'm like whiffing on all of this. But I think it's Wink Marindale's able to kind of transfer his plays to McKinney, who can then transfer that to the the rest of the defense. I'm not 100% sure. I think I got that right. It's like either the red or green dot, I think. Green dot, maybe. Anyway, let me stop talking about that because <laughs> I don't know 100% what it is. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, for McKinney to kind of do that as a captain of this defense, it just encourages poor decision-making. Um, and obviously, I know he's sorry. He said he's sorry. Uh, he apologizes. And hopefully, we see him on the field sooner than later, but not for the next four weeks, at least. Okay, positive injury news now. Left guard, Shane Lemieux, he's returned to practice after a toe injury kept him on the IR. That's exciting stuff. Hopefully, he can get put into this offensive line, um, which is somewhat doing well, somewhat struggling, kind of in the middle um, so far this season. But if we get another depth piece there, that would be great for the Giants offensive line. Uh, and then more poor injury news. Giants cornerback Aaron Robinson, this was kind of expected, but he is doubtful to return for the rest of the season per Brian Dable during his press conference on Tuesday, November 8th. Um, you know, that sucks there. Um, and that's the same press conference, like I said, that he mentioned Nick Williams is likely out for the year. Commenting on Xavier McKinney's hand injury following the ATV incident, uh, the broken hand that is. He said, quote, I feel bad for him. I feel bad for us. I know he's disappointed. And then he had really no further comments on it, said it was an unfortunate thing, uh, in quotes there. So, I mean, obviously it's a head coach. He's not going to comment much on it, uh, but I'm sure he probably had a thing or two to say to Xavier McKinney, unless McKinney just said it himself. You know, I think that's something in a room, uh, you know, in, in Brian Dable's office where he brought Xavier in and either he started the conversation saying, I'm really disappointed, something along those lines, or McKinney just addressed the situation and said, listen, I know what you're going to say. I know why you called me in here. I really messed up. Um, and I don't think he used the word messed up there. Um, you know, another word that I'm referring to that starts with the letter F. Um, but I, I think McKinney, he, he understands the mistake he made. I think he won't do it again in the future. I hope he won't do it again in the future, being the Giants' future at safety. Um, and I hope I hope it's addressed, and I hope he comes back sooner than later. Um, that's all I have to say there. Back to positives. We're bouncing off the injuries, negatives, and positives here. Kenny Galladay, finally! The guy getting paid four years, $72 million, is back on the practice field starting on Tuesday. He also practiced on Wednesday, along with O'Shane Zimenez, who's struggled with injuries for... At least this season for now. Um, but Kenny Galladay, we know about the deal with him. Giant signed him in free agency last year. I don't need to go through the whole story, but the guy cannot stay on the field because of injuries. And that's also been the case so far this season, just like last season. But he's on the practice field and he is encouraging, uh, you know, the sorry, the work on the field is encouraging um, and he feels encouraged and also hopes to start this Sunday. I hope to see him there because the Giants are very, very, very thin at the wide receiver position. They need him, honestly. Um, And I don't know if they need him, but they need a wide receiver. And if it's Kenny Galladay, I will take him all day. I would like to see a Daniel Jones, Kenny Galladay connection that's like, you know, frequent. That's not... like so inconsistent that it's once every 10 weeks whenever Kenny Galladay is healthy. I would like to see more passes from Daniel Jones to Kenny Galladay because both of those guys are healthy. Jones right now, he doesn't have a health problem staying on the field. So far, Daniel Jones has been on the field. But 
It's Kenny Galladay that is missing time playing in games. So let's get him back out there. Let's get this connection going. When Danny is thriving, you got to hope that that means Galladay is thriving. I know Daniel Jones, it's more about the stat line overall and just him not having so many interceptions or fumbles and it's him being versatile, running and passing the ball, but he's doing pretty good passing, uh, pretty well passing the ball. Accuracy's sort of there. The QBR is there. So let's incorporate Kenny Galladay into this. And you have Mike Kafka as the offensive coordinator. We haven't seen Kenny Galladay really yet with Mike Kafka as the offensive coordinator calling plays. We've seen him with Jason Garrett calling plays. This is different. This is a guy who's offensive-minded and comes from the Chiefs. um, And we saw what he could do with Sterling Shepard the limited, limited, limited time he was there. So far, a little bit with Wondell Robinson. um, But let's see what Kenny Galladay can do uh, with this guy, um, you know, calling plays in his ear or in Dan and Joe's ear. But you understand the point. And then... I know about the separation issue. Uh, this guy is one of the worst in the NFL about creating separation. You just got to hope the balls are there. Uh, you hope they're on point, And you hope he's not dropping passes. I think that was in the preseason where he dropped that pass in the red zone, which stopped the Giants from going uh, and getting a touchdown. It was like on the third down, I think, in a preseason game. Yeah, Kenny Galladay's got to catch the ball. Um, if he gets any sort of separation and the throw's there, you have to catch it. Uh, we're going to be, as Giants fans, we are going to be up his ass about catching the ball because if there's any drops after how much we paid him woof, that's an issue um moving on now former giants and packers linebacker blake martinez who was actually cut earlier this season to make cap room for the team has announced his retirement from the nfl via from the nfl via his instagram um he's pretty young but it said in the post that he is hoping to spend more time with his family as well as move on to future endeavors. What that will be, we'll have to find out. Maybe he's going into the broadcasting realm. Maybe he's going into the entrepreneurial realm. We'll have to wait and see. But Blake Martinez has retired from the NFL. Was most recently, I want to say, on the Raiders. Was on their practice squad or maybe they are active roster. I'm not 100% sure. I wasn't really keeping up with the guy. Uh, I am a Giants podcaster, so I am keeping up with Giants players. But I did want to mention the former Giant, Blake Martinez, who did very well for the Giants uh, when he was there, uh, has retired. Okay, moving on to a signing for the team. Defensive back Durrell, uh, Terrell Burgess, excuse me. Uh, has signed to the Giants practice squad. Well, the Giants need help in the back in the, in the um, secondary right now. Excuse me. Yeah, Burgess might be some of that help. The Giants are going to be heavily reliant on Julian Love. They're going to also be looking at Dane Bellin a little bit more to play up. Julian Love has been pretty good for the Giants so far this season. Now he's a starting safety. He was not the starting safety when Xavier McKinney was on the field. Xavier McKinney's off the field for a few weeks. Julian Love, he's got a slot in there. He's going to play starting safety. I'm interested to see if Burgess gets called up, getting signed so late, and not so late in the week. I think he got signed today when I'm recording on Thursday, maybe Wednesday. But that's Wednesday or Thursday heading into a game on Sunday. I wonder if he gets called up for Sunday, plays limited snaps. We'll have to wait and see. But Burgess getting signed, I assume he'll get at least elevated to the active roster at some point. If it's not this weekend, then the weekend after that when the Giants play the Lions. But this is this is part of the help that the, uh, the Giants are trying to get in the secondary with McKinney being out with that broken hand. Uh, some info on Burgess. He's five foot 11, 202 pounds, a third round pick by the Rams in 2020 played 30 games over three seasons with three starts played 82 defensive snaps this season for the Rams. They released him earlier this week for reasons unknown to me. 
and then let's go to the Giants injury report. Now there were no changes in today's, meaning Thursdays, because I'm recording on Thursday, their injury report, because no one practiced. Players were off, and they're going to return to the practice field tomorrow, um, tomorrow being Friday. So they practice, I believe, Tuesday, Wednesday, and didn't practice today. They'll practice on Friday. So the injury report is as follows. Two did not practice, or I'll, I'll look at Wednesdays first. Uh, the did not practices were Daniel Bellinger and Evan Neal, sort of expected there. Uh, Daniel Bellinger is hoping to play again this season. It was kind of unlikely, but he said to the media he's hoping to play again this season, but he'll be out for a bit, I think. Cordell Flott was limited on Wednesday. Kenny Galladay limited on Wednesday as well. Uh, Cordell Flott with a calf injury. Kenny Galladay with a knee injury. O'Shane Zimenez was lim- was limited in practice on Wednesday with a quad injury. And Richie Dames uh, with a concussion. He was actually cleared. So he is, uh, he's back, and I don't know if he'll be returning punts, though. I think it was maybe Tuesday's practice. I'm not 100% sure. There was a practice for the Giants this week that they were trying different punt returners, so keep that in mind. If you remember, I'll, I'll remind, if you don't remember, I'll remind you, Richie James had what, <clears throat> two, two, two or three fumbles uh, on Sunday against the Seahawks, which very well cost the Giants the game. One of them he got concussed on. That was unfortunate. It was after the fumble occurred, though I do believe uh, it was when he fell, hit the back of his head. Um, that was a little scary sight. But luckily he's okay, and he's off concussion protocol. So it seems like Richie James back is back, but we'll see if the Giants have a kick, uh, different kick returner on a Sunday. Like I said, no uh, practice on Thursday, so the only injury report I have for the Giants is on Wednesday. However, for the Texans, a few key players that I wanted to mention, just two mainly, um, their star guys on offense. The wide receiver, Brandon Cooks, their number one wide receiver on the team, has a wrist injury. He didn't practice on Wednesday, but he was limited on Thursday. I assume he will play if he was limited on Thursday. We'll have to wait and see. Damian Pierce, the, the running back for the Texans, with two injuries, a chest injury and a, soldier, uh, a shoulder injury. Well, having trouble with words. Um, chest injury injury and a shoulder injury. Um, I don't know if they connect to each other, but um, he was limited both days in practice on Wednesday and Thursday. And I think, I think I got everything there. I'm going to talk about the NFL picks. Um, so last week, Alex went seven and six. I went nine and four. You know, I take the W's only uh, getting two more wins than him. Pretty special stuff. Um, so let's go into the picks for this week. Yes. Um, the Falcons Panthers game is happening as of right now. We did make our picks before the game though. So I do have the picks for Alex. I'm just going to speak kind of for him here. Um, and then I obviously have the picks for myself. He was able to send them over. So we got Falcons Panthers. Both of us have the Falcons Seahawks, uh, Buccaneers. We both have the Buccaneers bears Lions. We both have the, uh, bears winning that one. Browns Dolphins. Alex is the Browns. I have the Dolphins Broncos Titans. Alex is the Titans. I have the Broncos Bills Vikings. Both have the Bills winning that game. Oh my gosh. I can't believe they dropped one to the Jets. Um, what was that last week now? Right. Unbelievable stuff. Chiefs versus the Jaguars. Both of the Chiefs winning that game. Saints versus the Steelers. Both have the Saints winning that game. Raiders versus Colts. Alex is the Raiders. I have the Colts. I can't trust the Raiders right now. They're in a deep, deep, deep hole, uh, in my opinion. That team, yeah, and I, I can't even speak on them. Cardinals versus the Rams. We both have the Rams winning that one. Cowboys versus the Packers. We both have the Cowboys winning there. Chargers versus the 49ers. Alex is the 49ers. I have the Chargers. And then finishing out with the Commanders versus the Eagles. Both have the Eagles 
winning that game. Okay, on to the next thing here. Players to watch. I'm going to go Kenny. I'm going to go. Whoa, that's weird. I'm saying it like he's here right now. I'm going to go. I'm going to go first. Yeah, I'm the only one here. Uh, I'm going to go and talk about Kenny Galladay right now for just a second. I already talked about him earlier, so it's not going to be that long. But he's my Giants player to watch. If he plays, I'm I'm saying it because I'm trying to hope that he plays. I'm trying to feed into it that he plays on Sunday. So Kenny Galladay is my player to watch if he plays. If he doesn't, I don't have anyone else. Okay, I didn't have a backup plan here because I'm just I'm just hoping this feeds the good energy towards Kenny Galladay playing on Sunday. So Kenny Galladay, my Giants player to watch. Moving on to my Texans player to watch, who was actually on the injury report, but I think is full practice now, so I think he's all good. And it's scary. Jerry Hughes, um, he's the defensive end. He's a defensive end for the Texans, and he's actually tied for seventh in sacks in the NFL. He's going to be breaking through this offensive line, I would say, pretty frequently. Um, so it's going to be, you know, Daniel, it's going to be on Daniel Jones to kind of scramble out or throw quickly. Uh, but Jerry Hughes is a force to be reckoned with on the defensive line for the Texans. So look out for him on Sunday. He's my Texans player to watch. Score predictions. The Texans haven't been that high scoring of an offense, just like the Giants. So I think this is going to be another low-ish scoring game. My prediction is a Giants victory, 24-17, New York Giants come up with the victory. Keep that in your heads on Sunday. All right, so let me get a few plugs in here before I wrap this one up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Giant Take Podcast. Hopefully, Alex can come back and join me for the recap and reaction episode for Giants versus Texans, uh, some things you can do to help us out. Follow the podcast on social media. TikTok and Twitter at the Giant Take Pod, Instagram and Facebook, the Giant Take Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Joshello29. You can also subscribe wherever you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Find more places to listen on shipstudios.com slash the Giant Take. All right. Go Giants. Uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday. I really, really hope they win. Make us proud, Giants. And uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go to a 7 and 2 record. Um, That would really be exciting. Enjoy football, everyone. We'll see you for the recap. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.